It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod. Email the show, L-O Thunder Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, let's recap the Thunder trade deadline talk about George Hill going to Philadelphia, talk about what moves around the NBA impacted Oklahoma City, and are the moves over for the Oklahoma City Thunder? So the big thing here is, of course, the one move that Oklahoma City made, which was trading George Hill to Philadelphia. They get, in return, two seconds. They get Tony Bradley. They get Austin Rivers. That's the return for George Hill. I I am not sure how anyone can be disappointed by this. This is the return that I expected the entire year, a couple second round picks, and it's exactly what they got back along with Tony Bradley, who look, I know drill and beat is joking around Twitter that the the Sixers and now the Thunder should build around Tony Bradley. He's, he's a whatever piece. He's, he's a restricted free agent that has a $5 million qualifying offer. If you can pan for golden this season and look for that, that diamond in the rough. And if, if Tony Bradley becomes that diamond in the rough, great. If not, oh well, and you kind of just move on. Uh, Terrence Ferguson, though, old friend, goes to New York in this deal. That's how New York got involved and sent Austin Rivers to Oklahoma City. Again, Tony Bradley's fun, a former first-round pick, still a really young guy, still someone who has some potential, but I, I think that with this roster crunch coming up, there, there's going to be a tough pathway for Tony Bradley, even though he's 23 years old, to stay with the Thunder long-term. I mean, the 23-year-old averages four points, four rebounds in his career. This year, he's gone to five and five between Utah and Philadelphia. You know, it, it's something, but he's the flyer portion, the real asset of the two second-round picks. And, and if I had to bet money right now, I'd say that Tony Bradley's not on this team next year, but I'm sure in a month, everyone will talk themselves into Tony Bradley being this electric piece with the Thunder. Now, the the big 
headline that comes out of this is the fact that the Thunder gets 17 second-round picks now over the next seven years, along with 17 first-round picks now over the next seven years. And the question automatically becomes, why do the Thunder have so many second-round picks? Well, look at what second-round picks have gotten you today. Look at what they've netted you today around basketball in the basketball landscape. Second-round picks are a premium around this time, and they get you guys like George Hill. They get you these veteran pieces who really improve your team at the deadline. And the Thunder, newsflash, are not going to be rebuilding forever. They're not going to be tanking forever. And they're not going to spend all 34 picks. Like, there's just no way to do that. They're going to use these picks to acquire veteran, proven NBA talent. And the second-round picks do that. The second-round picks can sweeten the deal and can get you your version of George Hill in two, three, four years, whenever it is that you're winning and want to bolster your roster. And I love this move for George Hale. He gets to Philadelphia. I'm sure he'll be playing in a couple of days. Love the fit in Philly for him. But for the Thunder, you get those two seconds. And the, this is the only move that the Thunder make on the trade, you know, deadline on the trade aspect of it. Of course, they made the Trevor Reese trade earlier and the Humboldt Diallo trade earlier. But on trade deadline day, this is the only move that happened. Now, the question becomes, are the moves over with? Well, obviously not because they just cut Myers Leonard, who we all knew was going to get cut at this time. After the deadline, they only held on to him to see if they could facilitate another trade with him the same way that Miami did with him, but they could not. So therefore, they go ahead and release him today right after the deadline to make room for Austin Rivers. Now, the key part here is that the Thunder do not have to make another move after this. The, the myers learn move can, make the, can be the last move of the season. However, there are still names to watch in the buyout market for Oklahoma City, which the Thunder typically don't dabble in. The Thunder typically do not buy players out. And the Thunder could could realistically and feasibly buy out Austin Rivers, Justin Jackson, and Mike Muscala. None of those players are owed money past this year. None of them are making a crazy amount of money that it would cost to buy out to where you can do Austin Rivers a favor. And, and you can buy him out and say, look, you know, we want you to go to a contending team. Here's a buyout. We're going to send you on your way. And then you continue that reputation of doing right by veteran players to where that can also help you later down the line whenever you need to bolster a roster. The argument can also be made that you can just have Austin Rivers play for you and have him play minutes as SGA is out with that significant injury. I do find it interesting that we did not have that determination, you know, that that distinction put on Austin Rivers yet. Now, the trade has also not been announced officially yet, so the Thunder have not really made a statement about the trade just yet, obviously, because they can't yet. Uh, But usually... It's reported along with the trade, like, hey, okay, Trevor Reese is not going to come to Oklahoma City, or hey, by the way, Myers Leonard is not going to come to Oklahoma City. Like, it's usually said right in there if he will or will not report. And for Austin Rivers, there was no designation that he would not report to lead you to believe that he will report. But I, I still think that he won't play for the Thunder. That's where my money's at right now. But either outcome is possible, and either outcome would not shock me to death. I would just lean more so that he does not play with Oklahoma City. That can be because of the buyout. That can be because of you telling him to stay home and you keep that year-long tradition of having somebody listed on the injury report as not with the team. It can be from a lot of different factors, but I think that the money now is on Rivers not playing in Oklahoma City, but there is a pathway because of that injury to Shea that he could just take some point guard minutes. But the Thunder do have a lot of guys. They want to have ball handling experience. You want to have Teo and Ty Jerome and Lou Dort all getting to be that playmaker. So is Austin Rivers being that chucker, that veteran, is that more valuable than just saying, hey, stay away from the team or we'll buy you out to allow for Dort, Jerome, and 
Teo to be able to handle the ball. And again, Austin Rivers' contract allows for a buyout because the next two years of his deal is non-guaranteed, as Myers Leonard's contract was as well, with this next year being non-guaranteed, allowing the Thunder to waive him right now. Muscala is only owed $2 million, so he's a very easy buyout candidate. And I would be a little bit shocked if Mike Muscala was not bought out because I don't think that he'll play for the Thunder again. I don't think that he'll be put in the game again unless things just went haywire down the stretch in terms of missing players due to whatever the reason may be. However, in this weird year, right, do you really want to pack up and move your life and go re-quarantine and rejoin a new team with these protocols? Maybe, maybe not. So I think that'll be up to Muscala with whatever he wants and he likes to do. If he says, I want to go play, he'll go play. If not, then he won't. But... He's on that expiring contract and he's having one of the best years of his career. I would think that he wants to play and he wants to prove that he can still play in years past this one. So I would expect a Mike Muscala buyout at some point. And I think that we learned that, as I've said before, mentioned before, his contract at only $2 million is kind of hard to match. So as he's not a throw in the George Hill trade, it was hard to trade him a little bit. So I think that while he can still help a team, is he worth Stand alone, a second-round pick? Probably not. So, therefore, you're stuck with Mike Muscala still currently. But I think that Rivers and Muscala are the two that could get bought out. I don't see Justin Jackson getting bought out. And the question is why, right? You've already you've already cut Myers later, therefore you're at the 17-player mark, including the two ways, to fit the roster requirements and the roster maximum. You don't need to make any other moves. Well, why would you free up a roster spot? One reason could be the Moses Brown aspect to convert him to a full-time NBA deal. However, with the new rule changes that allow two-way guys to play as many games as they want to uh, on that two-way contract, there's not really that big of an incentive to convert Moses Brown this year. They can just give him the entire season and see if they make the, if they want to keep Moses Brown or not. And I think that they will want to keep Moses Brown. But still, that's one reason why you want to free up a roster spot if the Thunder want to convert him in season. What comes next in terms of the plan and in terms of the roster for the games, like what really matters is the games, nothing changes. I mean, of course, George Hill was already not playing as we knew was not going to play. You'll still see Al Horford play maybe half of the April games, if not less than that. And when he does play, you'll see him splitting time with Moses Brown to the point where maybe he starts getting less minutes than Moses Brown gets. And so this is it. There's no Shea. For the majority of the next month, you're not going to have Al Horford because of the schedule. It's young guys. It's young guys going out there and just trying to figure stuff out and exploring different lineup combinations and, and seeing who you want to depend on moving forward. I think that we also learned something about Kendrick Williams at this deadline, and we're going to dive into who had the most impact on the Thunder at this deadline, along with winners and losers from the trade deadline all coming up on Locked on Thunder, the daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. I want to tell you right now, about our good friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and perhaps almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, all the scores, all the odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. For a free account and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code locked on. 
Bet online, your online sportbook experts. Promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You know that I use Bet online every single day to bet on all the Thunder games. Let's see where you're at with this game on Saturday against the Celtics at betonline.ag. Place your bets. Use promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. When this podcast is over, check out Locked On Today. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with the new Locked On Today podcast. Find it on the Radio.com app or wherever else you get your podcasts from. It is a great, great show. So what did we learn from this deadline for the Thunder? Well, of course, we learned that there was no market really for Al Horford, especially after that early move to get Vucevic to Chicago. We also learned that Kendrick Williams is a part of this future. I think that this team wants to make Kendrick Williams a mainstay. And as I said all throughout this last week, any decision would have been totally acceptable. If you trade Kendrick Williams, if you do not trade Kendrick Williams, it would be totally acceptable. It'd be totally explainable, and nobody would be that up in arms about either side. I think not trading him, though, signals the value that, you, that the Thunder place in Kendrick Williams. They think that he can be this culture-setting guy, that he embodies what the Thunder want their players to embody. They're going to reward that with a, a long-term type of commitment to him. And while he may not fit the timeline of this group perfectly, and by the time that you're really clicking on all cylinders – Maybe he's not able to be a top-minute getter on this team. What he can bring is that energy, that heart, that hustle, and and doing things the right way, teaching guys the right way to do things, and kind of just be that reincarnation, if you will, of Nick Collison. And look, I think that that's that's not a light statement, right? That That's a heavy statement to make because I, I have said that Nick Collison deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for the entire realm of basketball, the Basketball Hall of Fame. He deserves to be inside of that. And he's, of course, got his jersey retired, and he's meant so much to this organization. And I went to his jersey retirement night. I went to his final game in Oklahoma City against Memphis. I went to all of it, and I'm a huge Nick Collison fan, as all of you are. And I think that the fact that they didn't trade Kenny Hustle signifies that they want Kenny Hustle to be that. They want him to usher in this new era of Thunder basketball with the same principles that Nick Collison played with. And therefore, it it remains rooted in what the Thunder are doing. Because by the time this team's ready to win, he'll be a five, six-year tenured type of guy on this team. He'll only be behind Darius Baisley, SGA, and Lou Dort for the most tenured Thunder player. 
And I feel like the value comes because you, you cannot convince me that Sam Presti did not get at least a couple phone calls about Kendrick Williams. And you cannot convince me that those contenders would not give up a protected or an unprotected second round pick for Kenny Hustle. But they did not just want to move on from Kenny Hustle for no reason. They wanted to either keep him long-term or get an offer that was so out of proportion, right? And just blew your socks off to where they had to do it. They just had to trade him because the offer was so good. If it was not up to their standards, they were not going to trade him. And, and you're seeing why, because they, they kind of want him, I think, to usher in this new era of Thunder basketball. And so if the shooting is a mirage and he cannot shoot this well sustainably, it's all the other factors he brings to the team on and off the floor and on the floor in terms of the Chesapeake Energy Arena floor and also on the Thunder Ion floor and what goes on in practices and training camps to really shape this future culture and to try to duplicate what you had previously. But I think that they really do value him because, again, I just find it so hard to believe, especially after word got out to even John Hollinger that people were monitoring Kenny Hustle, that you could not find a second-round pick for Kenny Hustle because he would have turned over a lot of contenders' second unit and really lifted them to a different tier of second units. In what I think will be a razor-thin Western Conference, that can really be the difference. Now, what other moves impacted the Oklahoma City Thunder at this deadline? Obviously, the Thunder themselves only make one, but what else impacts the Thunder? The, the first thing that just jumps off the page is the Orlando Magic. I mean, they totally and absolutely tore this thing down to the studs, right? They trade away Vucevic early in the morning to the Chicago Bulls, and then they go with Aaron Gordon to the Denver Nuggets, and the Celtics come away with Evan Foyer. Like, they, they have completely dismantled this squad to where they're firmly, and I mean firmly, in on the tank. And for them, if you land you know, Cade Cunningham, or if you land one of these top guys and you pair that with Fultz and you pair that with Isaac and now Wendell Carter, that can be sneaky fun for this team. And so they are going to go fully in on this tank. There's no more of an outside chance that they try to push for the Eastern Conference play-in. That really hurts you because right now you're behind them on tankathon.com and I don't think that there's a way to catch up to Minnesota. I do not think that there's a way to catch up to Detroit. And I don't see the path to catching up to Houston. I just think that they're really, really bad, especially after this Victor Oladipo trade. I think that they're going to totally give up on the year. Those are three locks that you're not going to catch up to, and you're not going to leapfrog over, in my opinion. So from there, you have Orlando, who just got significantly worse than they already are, and they were already below you. Washington stands pat, which is a good thing for the Thunder. Washington stands pat to where they have no reason or no choice but to push for the Eastern Conference play-in to where I think that with these losses without Shea, that you can get past Washington and you can get up to where they're at in that 5-6 territory. Cleveland, I think that you're on the same, I think you're on the same plan as Cleveland. I think that you and Cleveland are the exact same right now in terms of talent level moving forward uh, without Shea. So seeing how those two teams, you know, kind of follow each other, mimic each other, mirror each other throughout this second half will be a big deal. And then Toronto, luckily Toronto did not trade Kyle Lowry Therefore, they again have to make that push for the play-in because there's no reason for them to tank with Kyle Lowry. If they're going to tank, they should have just traded Lowry for whatever they could get because I think that Lowry would then walk in the offseason. So I think that they're going to continue to try to get to the postseason. And they, I like the Gary Chit Jr. ad. I really like him from Portland. I think that you're at least going to be top seven. There's a chance you can lose more than Cleveland. So I think that Cleveland 
is not going to prioritize losing at the clip that Oklahoma City might in the second half. And then Washington is going to take a step forward, I think, because they have to make a run at some point. And I think that they're good enough to eventually make a mini run to get ahead of the Shayless Thunder to where you're going to be in that top five-ish range, five, six range, and give yourself the shot at a you know 10%, 12% chance at the top overall pick. And then that increases all the way up to 42% chance if you get to five uh, or 37% chance if you get to six of getting that top four. But Orlando really tearing it down impacts Oklahoma City greatly because they're a team that I'm not sure how they win in many more games besides the 15 that they're already at. So they greatly impact where the Thunder, what the Thunder are trying to do here as they try to climb up the Tankathon rankings. And I do believe, again, your biggest hurdle is Cleveland. Can you get past Cleveland? Can you lose more than Cleveland? And if you can, you've put yourself in a really good spot. I think that if, I think that if you get past Cleveland, if you lose more than Cleveland does, you've put yourself in the best spot possible you can be in. Because I just I think that Houston, Detroit, and Minnesota are too far gone. They've locked up 14, 14, 14%, the best odds. And you're just hoping. You're hoping you get to four. But I think that you're going to sell in at five. And I think that that'd be the best you can do. And then we sit around anxiously waiting on lottery night. And on lottery night, we all have anxiety attacks and hope for the best about what's going to happen with these two picks, Houston's and Oklahoma City's. And then the, in the ideal world, you're going to get Oklahoma City at one and Houston at five and and goodness your rebuild would almost be complete if not it'd be totally complete and you just start developing the young talent that you would then have and and move forward with that core and that nucleus of of a team so it'll be fun it'd be fun to watch and watch the standings in kind of reverse order than what we're used to in Oklahoma City and the Thunder schedule really picks up it really really picks up uh since the trade that ends over it'll be Boston right out of the shoot, and then Dallas, who got better with the J.J. Reddick trade. Toronto is playing with a chip on their shoulder. Phoenix, who's playing incredible. Portland just got uh, Norman Powell like on down the list. And then you have Detroit. And if listen, you better believe that I think that Al Horford sits in that Detroit game. I think that Al Horford will absolutely sit in that Detroit game. And Charlotte is trying to still hang on to that play-in area without LaMelo. And then it's Cleveland, again, a big game against Cleveland. And guess what? That Cleveland game is on the second night of back-to-back, so Al Horford is out, I'm sure, against Cleveland, which would be a major loss if you can get that one. And then you rattle off a stretch of Philadelphia, Utah, Golden State, all three playoff teams, Utah and Portland at the upper, you know, Utah and Philadelphia on the upper echelon of that, and Golden State is going to be fighting for their playoff life probably. So this schedule really opens up if you want to get to that top five in the lottery. Right now of the fifth-place Wizards, they have 27 losses. The Thunder have 25. Not that far away. Even while having Shea for the majority of this run here so far this year. So coming up, we're going to talk more about the trade deadline, including winners and losers. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. And when you do... You will not be disappointed. They're incredible. 100% chocolate on the outside of every single bar. They are chef's kiss amazing. And right now, in March, we're trying to crown the very, very, very best tasting protein bar. And so, the matchup today is between birthday cake and cookie dough chunk. This one is ripping my heart out a bit because I really like everything birthday cake. But I also love everything cookies and uh, cookie dough and cookies and cream type flavoring. I have to go, though, I think, with with birthday cake. I just had one this morning. They sent me a new uh, a free box of it. Uh, thank you to Built Bar for that. 
they're really good. I mean, they, they've been sending our hosts all this free stuff, and, and they're really, really good. Birthday cake with the sprinkles. It is it is incredible. Try that out today at Pippa.com. And if you go there, vote on today's matchup or vote at bar underscore built on Twitter, and then use our promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com. The Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them out today at BuiltBar.com. Whenever you go there, again, promo code LOCK15 will earn you 15% off your next order. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at the Locked On NBA Draft. The NBA Draft is almost around the corner. I think that we can, can we consider it around the corner yet? Is it not quite around the corner? Is it down the block or two? Anyway, get more of the analysis on the top prospects right now with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. It features four credentialed hosts. They are awesome, including Mavs Draft, who's been on this podcast many a times. Check it out, Locked On NBA Draft. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast from Locked On NBA Draft. It'll be a very important tool for Thunder fans, I think. So check them out. Now, who are the big winners? Who are the big losers? I have four winners and two losers from the sideline. And let's go ahead and start on the positive side with the winners. I think that the winners are Aaron Gordon to the to Denver. I think that Aaron Gordon is helped out by this move. He's going to look even better in Denver. And I and I appreciate Denver going for this. I mean, in a year where people are ready to roll over for Brooklyn and even LA to a certain extent, Denver's just going to go ahead and go for this. And they're just going to go ahead and acquire talent and try their hardest to win. And they were a team that can surprise folks in the playoffs. And if nothing else, Aaron Gordon makes them an even harder out to where it can really impact the future of this league. If you wear down a team like LA and send them into the next round with bumps and bruises. I also have a big winner for JJ Redick and the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks make the move that they had to make. They needed a guy like JJ Redick. They got a guy like J.J. Redick, and in this move, you give up Thunder legend James Johnson, Wes Awandu. None of those players actually matter for this team. They were not very good, and you get back J.J. Redick, who I don't think would have signed in Dallas, obviously, to where you really create this asset for yourself because if you let him get bought out, you weren't going to acquire him. So J.J. Redick, I think, will fit perfectly in Dallas. I think that you'll have some amazing assists to J.J. Redick from Luka, and J.J. Redick now returns to the postseason and adds another dynamic to the Dallas offense that at times might sputter to where now they have a legitimate sharp shooter in J.J. Redick. I think that George Hill of Philadelphia is a really big win for Philadelphia uh, in the vacuum of improving their team. I think I still might have rather given up you know, a Thibel-type player uh, or even a Maxi-type player to get Kyle Lowry because at that lineup, if you go up, if you go up Maxi, right, if you go up Maxi for Kyle Lowry, that lineup of Lowry, Thibel, Embiid, Simmons. I mean, that's a heck of a defensive lineup to throw at uh, Brooklyn for spurts of a game in the postseason. I'm not sure how you can really score at will on that lineup the same way that Brooklyn can against any other lineup in the NBA. But I, I still really like George Hill for Philadelphia. We've been saying it for what feels like all year long on this podcast and throughout the NBA about how George Hill fits in Philadelphia so well, and the deal finally got done. So they are winners. And then the Bulls. 
getting Vucevic. I love that move for the Bulls. I did not believe in Wendell Carter. And, and you get a cornerstone type piece with Zach Levine without truly mortgaging your future at all. And you just acquire an all-star in Vucevic. Now, the big losers I have, all of us, number one, every single one of us, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you are a loser. Wait a second. Nick, please, Nick, do not clip that. Nick Angstead, do not clip that clip right there. I meant, if you're an NBA fan and you're also listening to this podcast, you are a loser from this weekend, the traded line, because you did not see Kyle Lowry get moved. And I love Toronto. I like watching Nick Nurse and this Toronto team, but it would have been so much fun to see Kyle go to Philadelphia or Miami. I think he could have been a true difference maker in a series for either of those two teams against Brooklyn and really gave us a competitive Western Conference Finals that we might still get without Kyle there, but I think that that almost would have ensured it. We've gotten a competitive series between Brooklyn and whoever Kyle ended up on. And then the biggest loser of this entire ordeal are the Rockets. The Rockets continue to embarrass themselves time and time again. After electing to take Victor Oladipo over Karis LeVert, they lose Victor Oladipo for literally nothing other than a pick swap between Brooklyn and Miami, which sure might move you up two spots, three spots, you think, uh, in, in the future. But other than that, they got nothing in return for Victor Oladipo. Kelly Olynyk, I mean, what are you going to do with Kelly And They got nothing for Victor Oladipo. And if a couple of those Brooklyn picks don't pan out and turn into a Steven Adams type of guy, we could be having a whole new conversation about the James Harden trade. Houston is in shambles right now, and... and Oh, good Lord. You know, as a, as Thunder fans, we all want that pick. We all want that pick to land at five. But if that Houston pick lands at five, I think that collectively, Houston might just melt. Like, like the sports fan in Houston, all of them, might just melt. Like the wicked wist of the witch of the West. That's a lot of W's. Hey, that's a lot of W's. That's on me. It's a lot of W's. I should have known better. I need to know my limitations there with the W's. But they would melt if that happened. And it would be a ton of fun for Oklahoma City. But I'm already having anxiety thinking of lottery night, and I just cannot believe that the fate of organizations gets left up to ping pong balls and Deputy Commissioner Mark Tatum, whatever his name is, on the jump at 5.30 on, on a random summer day every single year. But it's a lot of fun, and it's a lot of just uniqueness because what other league could you finish with the eighth worst record and wind up with the best overall talent by the luck of the draw, literally the luck of the draw. So prepare yourself for lottery night and tell me what you think about the, all these trades at the deadline on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. It's at R Y L I N underscore S T I L E S. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time, which will be Saturday night after the Boston game uh, on locked on thunder. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. 
Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.